Welcome to Twin Cities Theater Chat. This podcast is created by members of the Twin Cities Theater Bloggers to share our love of theater, promote theater going, and support our theater community. I'm Carol Jackson, and I write for Minnesota Theater Love. Today, we're talking about how to do the Minnesota Fringe Festival with Jill Schaefer of Cherry and Spoon, Rob Dunkelberger of the Stages of Minnesota, and Erica Scarlid of Lettered in Theater. This year, the Minnesota Fringe Festival is celebrating its 30th anniversary of bringing adventurous theater to the Twin Cities. With over 100 shows, 500 performances, 13 venues, and 30,000 seats that will be filled at the end of the 11-day run, sometimes tackling the fringe can seem a little daunting. But that's what our bloggers are here for to help you figure out how to do the fringe. So, bloggers... Oh my God, there's so many shows. How do I, what do I go, how do I, help, what do I do? I think the best part about The Fringe is that it really is a choose your own adventure. So you go to the website, um, look up, the the show listing they'll all be there and what I always do is I go through first just reading all of the titles and the descriptions and I write myself a list of the shows that stuck out to me for whatever reason that is uh, sometimes the title enough you know is enough to gain my interest the um, company involved the description um, when I start my list I look for friends who are involved in shows have written them or producing them or in them as my my first list through and then I go back and do the other ones that just look interesting to me and I make sure that all fits in my schedule uh, there's over 100 shows and about 55 slots if you did everything. So everyone's going to have a different schedule and you can't really go wrong with whatever schedule and shows you pick. Erica, do you have a spreadsheet? I have. I've been trying to get do mine on a spreadsheet. I know Jill has a lovely spreadsheet that she goes off of. Um, she wants to explain hers, but I have kind of a, a half spreadsheet, but definitely not something as advanced as Jill's. <laughs> yes, I love the spreadsheet. And you can go to uh, minnesotafringe.org slash FAQS and scroll down to they have a printable schedule so you can print it if you're a visual person or you can download a spreadsheet that has like a column for each day with the time it's like a big sudoku puzzle for me like I just need to fill this out one time each day all of, I ch- you know highlight the shows that I want to see and it's just a big puzzle to figure out how to see them all Now, I will say that for folks who don't want to deal with the spreadsheet or whatever, that the Minnesota Fringe website does have a lot of tools. It's what I used last year. Now, this year, I'm sort of doing a hybrid of of using that spreadsheet, but they do have a list where you can pull up each of the shows. You can just scroll through. You'll see the title. You can click on it, read about it, see who's in it, and then you can like click the little heart, which then adds it to your wish list. And then when you go into the daily schedules, which they have it as a calendar view or a grid view by day, all the ones you have highlighted are in red. And then you can see what what works out because the other big thing is location. Now this year, they're all more or less centralized other than the independently produced shows. And having them even centralized, you still like, do I want to run from theater in the round all the way to Augsburg and then back and forth? Or is there a night? where I want to see three or four shows at Theater in the Round and I can just plan to spend my evening there. But doesn't Fringe happen at like a ton of different venues, like all over the city? Like, how do you keep track of everything? So this year, all of the Fringe produced shows are in the Cedar Riverside hub. 
So you don't have to drive all over town. You can drive or bike or take public transportation to that Cedar Riverside hub from from the Southern Theater on the north side all the way over to Augsburg is kind of the farthest you would have to walk, but it's very doable. Um, The one caveat is there are some independently produced shows that are part of the Fringe Festival. You can use all the same tickets, but they are at other locations around town. For example, there's maybe half a dozen shows at Strike Theater, so you can maybe plan a day at Strike. There's a few that here and there. So you do have to be a little more aware of those locations. For the fringe produced shows, they're all within walkable distance. You talked about making an evening of fringe. How does that work? Like how many shows can you see? Like how long do they last? How much time do you have in between each show? Like to run around, you know, from like theater in the round to the Augsburg or wherever. The fringe is really well run. Every show uh, lasts an hour or less. I have been at shows where the clock hits 60 minutes and the house lights come up and the stage lights go down and that show is over. Fringe shows do not run over time because then they have a half hour in between. I believe it's 10 minutes to load out the previous show, 10 minutes to load in the the next show, and then 10 minutes for the audience to be seated. So it runs like clockwork. On weeknights, shows are at 5.30, 7, 8.30, and 10. So you can see a total of four on weeknights if you can stay up that late. On on weekends, the shows start at 1 and run until 10 p.m. So you can see, I think it's 7 on the weekends. So you just go to a venue, see a show. Um, maybe you take a break and have a snack. The the Your Fringe button this year does get you some discounts at some local eateries. So you can just hang out, talk to other people in line, see what they're seeing. If you see an, an artist with an artist lanyard, ask them about their show uh, and just spend the whole evening or the whole day hanging out with uh, other theater goers and theater makers. Yeah, and we talked about making your schedule and planning ahead and everything. Everything, but a big part of Fringe is talking to other audience members, talk, meeting other artists, and finding out what's the show that wasn't on my list that I really should see. And that's a big part of it is hearing from other people. And that's that's a huge help when there's all these choices and you can't see everything. You know, Rob, I hear you saying that talking to people around the Fringe Festival is a good, you know, that's a great thing. But I'm from Minnesota. And so like, what if there are people and and I don't know them? I mean, really? Just talking to people in public? I hear you. And it's very hard for me. I think I speak for Jill as well to just talk to strangers, but there's something about the atmosphere at Fringe. You you also overhear people talking about shows in line, and that's where you also get some recommendations or some steer clears of. It's definitely one of the most inviting and like friendly audiences to, to experience. Uh, while you're waiting in line for your ticket or waiting in line to get into the show, everyone I've been around has been just so open to wanting to talk and for anybody who is you know more shy or doesn't know anybody or like me oftentimes goes to a lot of shows by myself i've made friends in line it just it's a very welcoming community um that even if you're doing this by yourself you'll definitely find somebody to talk to which is a wonderful thing about the fringe yeah i agree and last year was the first in-person fringe in three years because of the pandemic and i didn't realize how much i missed that sort of community feeling where walking around you know the west bank people are there to see theater 
and 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 like it seems like everybody on the street is going to see theater, going to do a show, and it's just a really wonderful atmosphere. And as Rob said, you can just eavesdrop and listen to what listen to other people talking in line, what they're seeing. There's often artists walking around passing out postcards, um, so you don't necessarily have to talk to people. You can just listen to see what people are saying. So if I'm doing a whole evening of theater or a weekend, like you said, Jill, am I buying tickets for everything in advance? Am I like committing to like definitely these shows that I think maybe are good or maybe they're not? You can buy tickets to specific shows ahead of time, but you don't have to. There, Some shows do sell out. If you sign up for the Fringe File daily email, you'll you will know which shows sold out previously, which shows are sellout risks. Um, otherwise, you know, if it's something that doesn't look like it's going to sell out, if it's something in a huge space like the Rare Earth Thrust, you can just show up and say, I think I'll see that show and, and buy a ticket right there on the spot. If you're one of the lucky people who has a five or 10 show pass, you can just show up and show them your pass and uh, get a token to get into the show. Okay, you just threw a lot of terms out there. Pass, token, ticket. What button you said earlier? Like, I know it, there's a lot to know, but um, how can I find out how this all works? So first of all, everyone needs a button. You can buy it at any box office for $5 and it makes a great souvenir. I have all of my buttons for the last 12 or 13 years. When you get to a fringe venue, there will be a box office and you get in line to, at the box office. If you've previously bought a ticket, you check in and let them know that, that you're there or you can buy a ticket to the show. They will give you a token. Then you go and get in the second line, which is the seating line for people who already have their tokens. Um, if you're confused, look for a fringe volunteer in a shirt that says, I'm a fringe volunteer, and they will direct you to where you need to go. So what you're saying to me, Jill, is look for the helpers. Yes. I feel like I heard something about fringe previews. The fringe previews are a really great way to sort of get a sample of some of the fringe shows. The first fringe preview happens on Monday, July 24th at the Rarig Thrust, and you'll see 20, 30 shows, and they each do three minutes, either an excerpt from their show, or they'll talk about their show, or they'll do an ad for a show. And so that's a way to sort of get a sort of real life sample of what that show is going to be and may help you stay, decide I really want to see that or like, no, I definitely don't want to see that. Uh, the second Fringe preview is the night before the Fringe Festival starts. And that one will have some of the more out of town artists who may not be in town for as long. So those are a great thing to check out. They're free as long as you have your button. Uh, and that's Monday, July 24th and Wednesday, August 2nd. I would highly recommend going to Fringe preview shows. Last year was my first time at Fringe. It helped me enormously to weed down to what I wanted to see. And I added a lot of things from the preview to the schedule that I had started already. The Fringe Festival is theater, of course. And sometimes people have very specific ideas about theater and how you should dress and how you should behave. Is there etiquette specific to the to the Fringe Festival? The Fringe etiquette is pretty simple. Be kind, be respectful, be on time. And of course, turn your cell phone off during the show. Doesn't matter. There's no dress code. Wear something comfortable. You'll be walking around. Wear comfortable shoes. You may be standing in line outside. So dress for the weather. Bring sunscreen. Bring water. 
there, bring snacks, be prepared to be maybe on your feet for a while, walking around. Um, So just be comfortable and be kind to people. And I would add to that, definitely, I'm seconding the snacks. Um, A friend and I, she was her first time at Fringe last year. And day one, I told her to bring snacks and she laughed. So then day two, she got wise and she brought snacks. Um, So we had a very entertaining day of exchanging snacks and getting through our, you know, our full weekends. We did see five shows one day and a few more the next. So she, you know, kind of figured it out after that. And I think what I love about the Fringe, especially for those who've never been before, is it's a great chance to bring a buddy. If you're nervous at all, go with somebody else. Uh, This year, I have a friend's birthday um, who wanted to see one of our other friends who wrote a show and she's never been to the Fringe. So I'm creating a day for her. So her and I will do her 30th birthday at the Fringe. And um, we're kind of doing a you know, variety of that and bringing friends to specific shows that I think um, feel the best ones kind of get their feet wet. You know, I think it's it can be a very overwhelming thing. So I were, you know, here answering all these, you know, these questions and, you know, figuring it all out. But it's just, you got to jump in, pick a show, go to one. See, I saw one show my first year a couple the next year. And last year I saw 23. So you can find somewhere in between that works for you, but there's do fringe the way that you, you know, you want to. And then circling back to those snacks, of course, is also a bunch of really awesome restaurants in the area. Jill mentioned your button gives you discounts. There's also a Chipotle. There's some, there's a nice little coffee shop over there, you know, explore and support the businesses that are around fringe as well. You know, as you fill up your day, or if you know, you have a, a break between shows, you know, pop over and get a, you know, get a meal, get a coffee, get a drink, and then go back to your fringing, fringing the day away. Erica, you mentioned bringing these friends who had never been to Fringe. And so it sounds a little bit like you're indoctrinating them into the cult of Fringe. As a potential cult member, like how much Fringe can I see? I think it's important to to kind of set that expectation of you, you can't see everything. There's no physical way for you to see all of the shows unless you're Hermione, you have a turn to, you know, time turner. There's, you can't see it all. So really setting those expectations of knowing how many shows you want to see, figuring out what, you know, what those ones are or figuring out what that budget is and how many shows you're, you know, able to see and going from there. Just really keeping that expectation, you know, realistic and making sure you get to as many as you, you know, you want to come to and you physically can or have the time and ability to. You said that I might not see the best shows in the fringe. What if I see a really terrible show and I had no idea it was going to be terrible and then it was terrible? If you see a terrible show, it'll be over in an hour or less. That's what makes fringe sort of a low risk kind of opportunity to try new things, to try a different kind of show than you usually see because, you know, it's only an hour. You're not going to have to sit through three hours of misery. It'll be over and then the next one you see will be so much better. You can also help out your other fringe goers by writing a review on the website under each show there's a place to review shows i encourage everybody who goes to see a show to write a review that way you'll know like oh here's one to stay away from or wow this one's really well reviewed i need to try and get to that one and scheduled early before it sells out one thing to look for when you're reading those fringe reviews if there are a bunch of reviews people who have only reviewed one show and it's glowing It might be a friend or family member. So look for reviewers who have reviewed multiple shows uh, and maybe have seen many things and can sort of put things in perspective. Another place you can look is 
cherryandspood.com, thestagesofminnesota.com, letteredintheater.com. Uh, follow Twin Cities Theater bloggers on Facebook, and you can read our reviews of the shows that we're seeing. And Jill, I, I feel like I heard you say that one of the tenets that you're living by with the Fringe is being kind. What if you see a terrible show? Are you going to write a terrible review? So I always try to be kind in my reviews. I don't try to be nice. I try to be kind. Not every show is for everyone. And so even if a show isn't for me, it might someone else might like it. So I just try to be honest and be kind. I will write a bad review. I won't be mean, though. If something's bad, I'll say it. I feel like I'm very prepared now. I'm going to maybe have a spreadsheet, maybe not. I'm definitely packing sunscreen, water, and snacks, many snacks. You'll see me. I've got a big bag, like a shopping bag. Is there anything else I should know heading into this wonderful Minnesota Fringe Festival? Just be adventurous and be open and try some things out. And you never know what show is going to change your life. You might find a new theater artist that becomes your favorite artist, a new company that you follow. Um, It's a really great opportunity to try out some different kinds of shows and experience some adventurous art. Have fun. Pick a show, pick a random show. I oftentimes, you know, pick at least one or two that I didn't do a ton of research on and just show up and see what happens. And it's kind of the fun, you know, yeah, that adventurous art and, you know, like to be surprised in that and enjoy. It's only 11 days, so do as much as you can and have some fun with it. Uh, another fabulous um, place to learn about more things, um, all things Fringe, is their Instagram, their social media. Um, following it on there is so if people are tagging the Fringe and it being shared. You might see a few surprise guests taking over, including myself. Rob and Jill um, and more of your blogger friends. Uh, so follow them on Instagram to see to see more and learn more. Uh, you can follow their Instagram at MN Fringe. Easy enough. Excellent. Well, I am I'm very excited for the Minnesota Fringe Festival. The Minnesota Fringe Festival runs from August 3rd through August 13th and takes place at various locations in the Cedar Riverside neighborhood. For more insights into the 30th year of the Minnesota Fringe Festival, check out Twin Cities Theater Chat Season 1, Episode 7 for an interview with Fringe Executive Director Don Bentley. Thanks very much to our bloggers for their Fringe FAQ, and thank you for listening to Twin Cities Theater Chat. Please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform, rate and review us, and spread the word. Follow the Twin Cities Theater Bloggers on Facebook and Instagram to read our reviews and find out what we're up to. And go see a show, or 10, at the Minnesota Fringe Festival. (laughs) 